Hello, and welcome to the Road from Emmaus podcast. I'm Jason Lowe, joined by Andrew Chow, and we are two totally ordinary Catholic guys hoping to share our journeys. Like the disciples on the road to Emmaus, we've each encountered Christ in our lives. Join us as we talk about what comes next. We're in the thick of Advent, so you know what that means. 25 minutes of Andrew and me talking about the themes of preparation and waiting. We reflect on the things we're waiting for, parenthood, marriage. But at the end of the day, how are we preparing for Jesus' second coming? We unpack that in today's episode. A lot has happened, I think, over the last few weeks since Andrew and I recorded, um, since we last released our last podcast. Um, so maybe we start with a bit of an update. Uh, I, I can go first, mainly because I want our listeners to know that I got COVID. Um, so that was... <laughs> it's been that long, I guess. Um, it, it was my first time catching COVID. It honestly wasn't that bad. Like, I... I um, it was, I, I was knocked out for, like, three days, basically. Um, couldn't do anything. Didn't really want to get up move around I had no energy it was really just like a bad flu is what I would say um and uh it wasn't a surprise to me just because Jen had gotten it the week before so Mm -hmm. obviously we tried not to see each other too much but like we still kind of walked our dogs together outside so again not a surprise to me um but yeah it was just like a bad flu um and then and then um after three or four days it was kind of like I was just back to normal or I could I could recover properly. So I know a lot of people have had it worse um, and, you know, people who have probably like long COVID and who knows with me, like whatever. Um, but uh, it was an interesting experience. I don't think you've got, I mean, you suspect. I have. Oh, okay. No, you, I like, have, you know, I for have. sure. Okay. okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, and for me, it was like, um, it wasn't a bad flu. It was like worse than a cold, not as bad as the flu. Right. It just lasted forever. Um and it was just the most annoying sickness I've ever had. Like, I, I don't remember if I shared on the pod, but like, I, I, I'm perfectly fine with being like stupidly sick for a couple of days and just mm-hmm. like being miserable for those two days and right. just like Intent- paying yeah. my dues. But, uh, but no, this is like not sick enough that I actually felt like I deserved to not be working. Um, <laughs> but then sick enough where like, if I tried to work, I was like not functional. So. Okay. Yeah. Now that you put it that way, I remember, I remember that, that time. Yeah. Yeah. It's a tough space to be in. It is. I felt like a bum. I mean, I am a bum, but it was like more <laughs> more than usual. It was more more obvious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, anything that's happened recently that you want to give an update about? Um, yeah. I guess like we we uh, Cherry and I had our gender reveal, so found out that we're having likely a daughter. I mean, you never really know mm-hmm. until the kid arrives, but um, pretty excited about that. Uh, it's funny, I, I tell a lot of my friends, and by my friends I mean you, um, that uh, <laughs> I'm going to feel like super strict for the kid and, and all the different things, and I and I talk about all these stories and I'm like grandstanding, but like everyone who knows me knows that I'm going to spoil the heck out of her and like have no backbone <laughs> and just be oh, like no. absolutely like the most uh, doting girl dad, but yeah. Well, I can I can relate to that a bit. I um I have also shared with my friends in the past that like if I really really had to choose, like I would probably prefer a daughter over a son at least mm-hmm. um as my first kid. Um uh, obviously I'm very happy to have either, but uh I get you. I get you. And uh I personally cannot wait until your likely daughter um comes <laughs> comes into our into our earth and uh hopefully I'll I'll help you out in terms of spoiling her a bit. 
Yeah, 100%. And anyone else who's listening who is my friend or wants to be my friend, um, please please feel free to reach out. And, like, the only criteria at this point is, like, you just have to be a fun auntie or uncle. Um, okay, so I'm already disqualified then. Yeah. <laughs> you, you need, you need like, more if you put it that way. <laughs> yeah, if you put it that way, then, like, there's no point for me to come visit. <laughs> well, uh, either way. At the beginning of the end. <laughs> yeah. Either way, we can't wait. Um, and something else that we cannot wait for is the coming of Jesus, um, through Christmas, obviously we are in December where we're a couple of weeks into Advent. I think we're, we're actually approaching the third Sunday of Advent mm-hmm. and, um, you know, as is probably tradition, um, we, we thought we'd use this opportunity to kind of share about our Advent reflections so far, our Advent preparation so far. And yeah. so... You know, I'd love to start off this uh, very reflection podcast heavy episode by saying I haven't prepared much for Advent. Um, <laughs> I, uh, over the last few weeks, I, you know, kind of as we as we talked about, you know, this episode or um, just in terms of, you know, whenever I go to mass and um, just even the times where I've been in prayer, I've kind of thought like, you know, with it, even though I'm within the season of Advent, I haven't really felt like I've uh, specifically devoted time again, even while I'm in Mass or even while I'm in prayer, towards, hey, like preparing myself, preparing my heart, preparing my soul for the coming of Jesus, for, for Jesus' birthday. Um, and uh, I, I think it's interesting. I, I, I've been, I've said on this podcast before that my favorite season is ordinary time, um, just because I, I guess I'm kind of that person and, and I like, it's, it's the longest season within the litur- mm-hmm. liturgical calendar. And that's the time where, um, you know, you anchor yourself into steadiness, into um, things that are not necessarily, you know, quote unquote, up and down or, um, you know, as you could potentially kind of ascribe to with 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 Advent and Lent and Easter kind of thing. But on the flip side of that, I think anyone who, who really knows me is probably knows um, that probably my my primary sin my entire life. And again, I probably shared this on the podcast before is the is the sin of sloth the sin, the sin of um of laziness of 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 allowing myself to be too complacent kind of thing mm-hmm. um and i think that is you know on on one hand while it is fitting that the ordinary time is my favorite season it can also be that double edged sword where i think um you know i need a season like advent or i need a season like lent to really kick my butt and be like hey like time to get out of that complacency for you know, four weeks or for 40 days or whatever. And like, hey, you need to, you know, even more than usual, um, focus on what it is that our church is celebrating. Yeah, I I was, um, I mean, I was listening to a pod. um, And was it a pod? Or is it just a homily? I don't remember. Anyways, (laughs) uh, someone said recently, um, (laughs) that I heard, uh, talking about uh, the seasons of the church and, and not taking them for granted. So really understanding that um it the the church in its kind of uh in its wisdom has broken up for us life into these different seasons um and it's and it's done so in a way to to help us because in a lot of ways like if we think about like the catholic faith like there there's too much to know and too much to think about and, and honestly we don't get most of it anyways that's what we call mm-hmm. like half the things mysteries um so you know like there's too much to digest so the church helps us by breaking it down into digestible pieces 
right? Where like ordinary time is great for like, yeah, talking about the ordinary stuff of life and, and thinking about those and, and what have you. Mm-hmm. Lent is a great time for understanding, you know, um, how we ought to, uh, you know, grow closer to God and, and you know, what, what is in our way and, and kind of that the penitential kind of peace. Um, and an Advent being a really great place to be in a state of anticipation and like how often do we really spend time about that? I think someone asked me at one point, um, was someone asked me or was it a question in, in some group discussion? But like, uh, what do you think about heaven? And it's just like, like, how often do you think about heaven in a sense? And, and that's kind of, I think, what Advent is meant to remind us of. Like, yeah, like, think about heaven, you know, like, uh, be thinking about what you're looking forward to about being uh, in that state or in that place or however you think of heaven, mm-hmm. uh, you know, whatever is helpful for you. Um, and I thought that was really interesting um, as like kind of a call where, yeah, previously, like, I don't know how much I've really sat in that space. And, uh, and if I have, it's been kind of more about knowing about advent than necessarily like internally being like yeah like what am i doing differently and then as i was kind of in that space um one of the one of the homes i heard was talking about hey you know like if you pay attention to the readings in advent um it's not just like anticipation what everyone talks about but if you pay pay attention to the readings Mm. uh there's a lot that's about um God fulfilling his promises where it's like first reading is old Testament, a promise that God made. And then gospel new Testament is God fulfilling that promise Mm. and kind of reminding us that like, not only is heaven something for us to look forward to heaven is something promised to us that will be delivered um, because God has promised it. And look how many times God has fulfilled his promises. Um, I thought that was really interesting. That's something I'd never heard before. Um, And something that, you know, at least in my own life, um, I've experienced for sure. It's something that's come up, but I've never like outright said in that way, right? I think I've mentioned to you before where, um, like a lot of people ask me these days, like, are you ready for parenthood? Mm-hmm. And also like, are you worried for parenthood? And the answers that I give, I think confuse most people like, no, I'm not ready for parenthood, but I'm also not worried about parenthood. Um, and, and kind of the way that I've, framed that as saying that look like there's so many trivial things in my life that god has come in and been like here's the grace that needs to be there for this trivial thing to go right god's not messing around with bringing life into the world and then also you know with being married like i wasn't ready to be a husband until i was a husband because i didn't receive in that sacrament the graces i needed to be a husband so no i'm not ready to be a dad in the sense of like actually parenting a kid like i am a dad in the sense that, you know, our, our daughter is uh, is conceived, but in terms of parenting a child, like, no, I'm not ready because I haven't received the graces I need for it because I'm not doing it yet, <laughs> you know? Mm. Um, but I will be when, and I will receive those graces, and, like, I know that will be there because, again, the trivial things that's been there, so for something this big, it will definitely be there. And, and like, it, that it, promise it, is there. It kind of goes back to there's just having that faith, you know, knowing that God will take care of you and, you mm-hmm. know, for you and for many of us, if we kind of just pay attention to the signs, if we reflect on things, like, I think we will see that God is guiding us, that God will take yeah. care of us in those moments when we're like, you know, crap, like, I don't know what to do here. Um, yeah. And then God provides a solution. I, I think it's interesting because I, I think you and I share that mentality a little bit where there there's that, what is the trade-off or what is the balance rather between, you know, 
preparing for things and then just, you know, understanding that you can prepare as best as you can. But at the end of the day, sometimes you just have to go and do something. Right. Totally, yeah. And I know people who might be listening to this and they're, they're kind of over preparers and yeah. they, they might become paralyzed with like trying to cover every single base to cover every little detail. Um, and certainly we're called to do a little bit of that. But I think if you become one of those people where like everything has to go according to the way you planned it, then at the end of the day, you know, um, something's, something's going to happen because you're just a human being. We're just human beings yeah. and something's going to happen. You can't think of every eventuality. Exactly. Exactly. Some kind of consequence will happen. And I think we need to understand that like, Hey, yeah, there is merit of course to preparing for, for things, um, but at the same time, you know, you also need to leave leave a bit of room for yourself to to just go and do it and to allow God to fill that space. Yeah, I, I think we've talked about this many times. I mean, like mm-hmm. at the end of the day, um, movement needs to happen. And I think, you know, just to say it as well, like there is good in being prepared. Uh, yes. There is good in 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 being antici- in anticipating what you can anticipate. Um, but there's also good in understanding that like, no matter how well you did, you didn't get everything. Mm. And that that's not a reflection on your own failure. It's just like literally impossible. Like it's just, it's just not going to happen. Um, so, you know, I think particularly, you know, there, there's, there's stuff here, right? Like in terms of thinking about um, Advent, you know, we think about the Holy family and think about St. Joseph and how he would have had to prepare, yeah. you know, uh, for, for Jesus coming and like him having his fiat, right? Where Gabriel also came to him and said, like, no, you're gonna have this kid. And I think he actually gave the name to the name Jesus to uh, to Joseph. Yeah, it was, and he will be Emmanuel to Mary, and then like mm-hmm. the name will be Jesus. I think it was to Joseph. Anyways, someone can fact check me there. I could be wrong. Um, mm-hmm. But um, but either way, Joseph also had his fiat, and coming out of that, both of them would have had to, in their own way, prepare for the coming of our Lord and Savior, Mary, being that she was uh, immaculately conceived, which uh, which came out from, uh, which was celebrated two days ago, anyways, very recently, um, that uh, that would have been, in some sense, you know, for her without concupiscence, something that she does in with an open heart, and something we know, like, she is known for having, you know, that meekness and that, that uh, posture of servitude, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas for Joseph, like, as a Jewish man and presumably a proud Jewish man, you know, to, to have to humble himself to take in Mary uh, and Jesus, even though they were not yet married and all the shame that comes with that to prepare himself um, knowing that, you know, this is going to be the Emmanuel and, uh, and to be his father and to be his foster mm-hmm. father. And like, um, I probably said this before, but like talk about, uh, inferiority complex right like it's just like trying to trying to trying to do this would not be simple and not be easy but yeah you know like the season of Advent would have been in some senses like his preparation as well and and i think this is where you know for us um i mean for me it's very timely because i'm preparing for fatherhood exactly literally preparing for a child coming into my life like okay yes um they're not the savior of humanity though potentially not quite no um but uh, (laughs) um 
prepared for our domestic church like yeah there's something different here right and, and there's something that is particular in terms of like how am i preparing myself spiritually like there's lots of stuff that i'm doing prudentially to prepare mm-hmm. you know like hey like where's the kid gonna sleep and uh, and how are we gonna make sure that we're ready for all the things that like we can be ready for you know like learning from our our good friends Megan and kevin shout out um mm-hmm. where they just had noah and you know learning from their experiences where like yeah, like a bottle sterilizer and dryer two in one is a huge time saver. Okay, <laughs> you know. Okay. So like, cool. Like learning these things, preparing that way is great. But also, how am I preparing myself? Like not so much to be like, okay, like how am I going to raise the next saint? Like sure. Mm-hmm. Um, not to say that flippantly, but like yeah, of course that's there. But like, how am I preparing myself for the sufferings that are coming up? Because um, there's going to be less sleep. Everyone knows that. For sure. But also, I was reminded by uh, by a good friend, um, we're having dinner, lunch, a meal uh, recently. Um, what if things don't go the way you're preparing for either? So as an example, um, I, I've been preparing for, you know, like, yeah, like, uh, my mom said to us at one point, yeah, Andrew, you know, it's great for parents to figure out in advance of the child arriving what your schedule is going to be, you know, who's going to do the day shift, who's going to do the night shift. And that way, like when the baby comes, like there's no, uh, there's nothing surprising. And then I kind of always said like, Oh, like there's no, there's no surprises. It's just going to be like, if it's inconvenient time wise, it's going to be me. And I don't say this as a, like, Oh my goodness. Like I always have to be, no, it's just like, that's the way our marriage has been. That's the graces that, that have been there. And that's just how I, um, receive life, honestly, from like serving mm-hmm. my family. So, okay. And then this friend said, like, yeah, but what if your daughter doesn't respond to you at night and just needs it to be cherished? Sure. Yeah, of course. And I was like, okay, like, damn. Which like, is yeah, definitely going right. to happen. Yeah. yeah. Like, very possible um, that, that things turn out this way. And, like, how can I receive that? You know, how, mm-hmm. how can I be ready for that for my own spiritual life? Not necessarily from this attitude of, like, how am I bringing her salvation? But, like, how am I also receiving this in a way that's not prideful? Mm-hmm. um is something to ask right yeah so so let me unpack a lot of the stuff there um so first of all i did fact check you um in matthew 121 an angel does tell joseph to name the child jesus during a dream um nice. but also in case anyone was like wait what i thought it was something else in luke 131 an angel tells mary to name her child jesus as well oh. so cool. so so in case anyone was waiting to jump all over andrew it's okay i already did um <laughs> Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, I, I think it's wonderful that, yeah, of course the typical thing, you know, whenever you are going to an Advent themed retreat or an Advent or listening to an Advent themed podcast episode, the typical thing is to talk about preparation. Right. Um, and I think it's wonderful that our Lord has placed all these different ways of preparing to, uh, like in our lives to help us understand, um, and relate to, if not in exactly the same way, but to, to, to have some perspective of, you know, well, what did Mary and Joseph have to do? Yeah. Uh, John the Baptist, you know, in, in the yeah. gospel readings these weeks, he's talking about preparing yourselves and how did he prepare himself kind of yeah. thing. Um, and so, yeah, like for you, you're talking about, uh, you know, a very similar thing where you're coming to um, learn the lifestyle of, of, of being a father, uh, of being a parent. Um, and for me, it's, I, I was kind of reflecting on, you know, what is it in my life lately that I've been thinking about? 
and I've been thinking about uh, preparing for marriage. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, you know, I'm pretty sure you did this. You talked about this a couple of years ago uh, during a similar Advent themed <laughs> episode. Um, but like, yeah, like preparing to be a husband, like what does it mean to, uh, you know, we like to say die to yourself. Yeah. Um, but things like, you know, practical things like, you know, living together or, um, you know, changing your lifestyle and your habits so that you can fit, um, yeah. you know, this most important person in your life kind of thing. Um, and, and, and it is, it's very easy to just focus on those kinds of things because, you know, related to that, I'm also preparing on preparing for, um, for like, you know, am I buying a new, are we buying a new house together kind right. of thing? And so it's easy to just kind of get lost in the moment and be a prisoner in the moment of just, you know, compartmentalizing and just thinking yeah. about your, your wedding and preparing for that. I think, I think as Catholics, we're called to you know, regardless of whether it's during Advent in, in December or whatever, or any other time, for me, the bigger picture is how are we preparing to receive Jesus when he does make a second coming? Mm -hmm. um, again, kind of another, you know, potentially typical um, theme and reflection that comes out of the Advent season. But I, I honestly think that, like for me, at least, I don't spend enough time thinking about that or spend yeah. too much time thinking about that. Um, and so, I mean, it's like all of the different fruits that come out of, you know, being a parent or being married, um, or, or, or having friends, like all of those things, you live a Christian life so that when Jesus does come, you are hopefully ready to be in a moment or to be in a state of grace where you can say like, Hey, yeah, take me with you kind of thing, you know? Yeah. And so, so I think, I think that's, that's a very, um, it, it can be very big picture, but I think at the end of the day, if we're kind of drawing the lines between the things that we're going through mm -hmm. to the, the broader vision there, uh, I think that's an important thing to hold on to. I think an awesome part too is, um, so we're, we're, like you said, we're recording the day before the third Sunday of Advent and the third Sunday of Advent is commonly known as Gaudate Sunday or Rejoice Sunday. And I think this is really, I think quite telling, um, in that the church literally shows us proper preparation is full of rejoicing. Um, and like, how often do we do that? I know I, I can definitely tell you that for my family and for a lot of the people around me, like preparation is like frantic and like stressful, you know, like it's like, oh I my can, gosh, I do we have all the this. things, right? Uh, the, like the day before your wedding, I can. Yeah. I have... <laughs> right. It's like. Do we have all the things? Yeah. Are is everything ready? Like all, all that kind of a thing. But like, do we take time to actually rejoice? Um, and do we take time to like just glory in the fact that something is being anticipated in a positive way? Uh, some and like you talk about the second coming and like yeah, like totally that's something that should be there too. You know, if we and this is something I've thought about a lot recently. Maybe we'll talk about this in more depth at some point. But. Um, you know, the posture of, of being a Catholic, and I think of a lot about posture these days, but like, uh, in, in, in some sense, what I mean by that is like, the way that we receive our faith, the way that we approach our faith, um, ought to be a joyful one. And like, if we are actually following the faith, and if we are professing ourselves to be Catholic, then like, in a lot of ways, that means that we are saying that Christ coming into the world is something that was joyful we have achieved salvation or Christ has opened the door to salvation for us. And that mm -hmm. is a thing to rejoice. And he's coming back again to kind of fulfill all of that, which is even more joyful. Like mm -hmm. everything, all parts of this should be 
Like, my goodness, this is amazing. This is the best thing ever. Like, there's more than just the death in this world. And yet, how often do we get into situations where it's like, okay, I'm Catholic, here are the rules, and like, oh my gosh, I'm awful, I don't follow any of them, <laughs> right? Like, uh, or like, oh my goodness, I'm going to hell. And like, mm-hmm. what is hell anyways? And like, oh my gosh, like, oh, fire and Dante and all these things, right? It's so like, okay, mm-hmm. fine. Yes, these things all exist, but like, how often do we really take the time to get back again and be like, okay, but there's more joy than there is, you know, fear and anxiety and all these things. Um, so yeah, second coming, like, how joyful are we about this? Or is it just a, like, you know, stay awake, the Lord's coming from me, like, TikTok, TikTok, like, oh my goodness. Yeah. Like, I hope he doesn't come tomorrow, because, like, right now, ugh, better not look, you know? It's interesting, because I've, I've never had that perspective in my life, like, and, <laughs> I, but it's so, it's so insightful, because, like, there are definitely people who think about it that way, and, you know, not to, like, like, not to be flippant about that, for sure, because I think, for me, it's lacking that perspective and lacking that insight. If anything, maybe I'm, I'm too lax about it, right? <laughs> I, I would say, I could definitely see that perspective um where where i'm a little bit too lax about it i think um it as with everything not to be too boring uh, to, not to have a too boring of a take but like as with everything there's a bit of a balance right yeah. you need to do your due diligence of preparing of of being watchful um today i'm going to confession right yeah um just to you know just to get into that habit of being uh going to confession regularly um you know, obviously going to mass regularly but taking time in prayer all those things to make sure you're developing your relationship with the lord yeah um and then but at, uh, on the flip side no need to as uh, you know in the way that you put it um no, no need to be super scrupulous for example yeah. no need to um again become a prisoner of all of these paralyzing details yeah um and and just kind of just learn to rejoice just learn to rejoice and and hope and be patient um i i happen to have the second reading for this third sunday of advent up and the first two words are be patient right? yeah. be patient brothers and sisters so um be patient until the coming of the lord yeah um so yeah no i i think um <laughs> i think we we may we may just leave it there um so so we hope that our our reflection this advent um has been has been insightful right i think for all of us at the end of the day we're all just waiting mm-hmm. we're all waiting for something we're all waiting for the next phase of our life we're all waiting for you know maybe someone from the standpoint of a relationship we're, we're all waiting for you know the next job whatever it is um but i think at the end of the day what we're waiting for is jesus to come and to to remember that is important um, to, to keep that in prayer is important. And um, I guess what I would invite everyone to do is just, you know, at least over the next few weeks, right? Because we're in the season of Advent. Um, whenever, the, like, the next time that you have that thought of like, what am I waiting for next kind of thing? Like, let, let's let's invite Jesus into that. Mm-hmm. So we'll leave it there. Um, so thank you everyone for listening as always. Um, and you'll hear from us next time. God bless everyone.